You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I know there is a ton you could be listening to right now. And the fact that you're spending this time with me really does mean a lot. I really, really appreciate it. Some of these intros have been a little bit long lately, so I'm going to try to bust right through this and get to the juicy, juicy content. So the only thing I'm going to plug on this particular intro is the text community. Yes, that is still going. So if you don't know what that is, it is a number that you text, 503-751-8577, and that is also in the show notes, so you don't have to swerve off the road to write that down. And that will give you a direct line to myself that you can message, and I have so far successfully responded to everybody on that particular chat. It's a lot of fun. We're talking about music business stuff on there, album releases, different things like that. So it's very, very fun, and it's a little bit out of the straight-up gear talk and more in just like general music stuff and life and whatever else. I've had some really, really fun conversations on that text chat. And I don't share that with anybody. You can opt out anytime. Simple, simple, simple stuff. So check that out if that seems like something you are into. A huge thank you to everyone who streamed the American Cyclops record over the weekend. That has been really, really encouraging to see how many people are giving that a listen. Actually hit a thousand streams, which I was not expecting since it's already been out and people have already listened to it on the podcast so many times. So thank you to everyone who streamed that, and I have some more music headed your way very soon. So if you want to follow on whatever streaming app, that would be very, very, very appreciated. Got more music coming to you very soon. Okay, that's enough plugging. Let's get into this one with my dude Ryan from Demos in the Dark. Welcome to another episode of The Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Wyland, and with me today, I have Ryan Flavosky from Demos in the Dark. Long right. overdue, and he's finally here, and we're going to do the thing, and we're going to pretend like we haven't been talking for 15 minutes already. Or three years. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or three years, right. or three years. Yeah, that's we haven't just like hung out at Nam for hours. Right, we haven't done that. No. I haven't. I haven't ridden, and you haven't picked me up at the airport. No, uh, no, 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 no. We haven't. Uh, we haven't ridden in cars together, and uh, yeah, no. If none of that's ever happened ever, I don't know why it's taken me so. I was. We were talking off the air about our mutual buddy, Mister Brian Fallon, because uh, you know. I love his music and the fact that we're friends now, I still have to like pinch myself sometimes. But uh, I was just thinking like, wait a minute, because Brian was texting me about something about one of your videos. And I was like, I haven't, why haven't I had Ryan on the podcast? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, I don't, we'll see if I'm interesting. I don't know. This could be a terror, like this could be a sleeper. Um, But Brian uh, yeah, Brian texted me. Uh, well, first he sent me a message on Instagram and he was like, he asked a question about, you know, some kind of sound he was going for and wanted to know if I had any recommendations. And I <laughs> I gave him the recommendations and then I ended it with, also, this is the craziest thing ever. Right. Yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> for real, man. It's like, I oh, okay. Well, I've been listening to you for 50. 
15 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, you know, it's, it's weird. So it's, it, you know, doing the, and I, you, I'm sure you experienced this with the podcast thing too, but like do doing the gear demo thing is interesting um, because I came to the realization, especially during COVID-19 that, you know, like pro level people, um, pro level musicians research gear the same way everybody else does. Yep. And um, so, you know, I would get these messages from like David Torn and stuff like that. I'm like, what? You're David Torn. I am sitting in my basement, you know, like, um, and um, yeah, it's it's been pretty, you know, like Dweezil Zappa's way. I'm like, what is going on? This is so crazy. Um, but uh, Dweezil, of course, didn't ask for any advice because Dweezil doesn't need any advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think he's, he, I think he's got it. Yeah, I think he's got it figured out. But no, it is, it's true. And I think because you and I are sort of in this weird world and have been for several years of like, where the gear world and like a professional touring musician world is sort of different in our head. Mm-hmm. Because for us, we're like, this is just this thing we became obsessed with and started doing. And I know you've done a lot of like different gigs and stuff over the years, but it's still like kind of a different thing to be in like your own touring rock band versus creating content for the internet. At least it feels different. But at the end of the day, you're kind of, you're kind of doing something very similar. Yeah. So, well, to, to, to a degree, I would say that the, the drive is, is different. And the way I always kind of, I always kind of put it is, you know, like, um, if you were on a if you were on a road trip and you got thirsty and you stop at a gas station convenience store, um, you know, Circle K, whatever, and um, you uh, you're standing in front of you know multiple you know refrigeration units full of soda, and you pick the one that um, makes the most sense for you. The one that, you know, is the one that you like, uh, the one that you're feeling at that moment. Um, that's kind of how gear demo stuff, it, gear demoers to me are, where it's like the draw, like, the, like, like I didn't make you thirsty, um, but the draw is actually the product. And so the product is actually the, the king. And I am just the way you recognize and want to hear it. You know, like, so I, I am just your preferred, you know, like if you are a subscriber to Demos in the Dark, I am one of your preferred messengers of the product. But as far as my, you know, who I am, if I put out a record tomorrow, nobody would buy it. Nobody would listen to it. Um, uh, and um, so I, th- once I made that realization, that was a, that was a big shift. Whereas, um, you know, uh, somebody like Brian Fallon, Brian Fallon is the draw, you know, like right. I, I, I'm just a vehicle. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's, that's where I see a difference there. I think that is, I think you're partially right. I think you're, 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 you're right in to a degree. I think the gear is what gets people in the door for demo channels. And even to this podcast to a degree like people are like oh they're going to talk about gear and then i pull a fast one on them and i'm like nope <laughs> we're talking about aliens right uh and so like it kind of gets people there and they they 
they're there because they want to hear what you can do with the pedal. But I know for a fact that there's people that go to your channel and Andy's channel and Nob's channel and all these different people. And they're, they go for the gear and some of them leave once they get the information they're looking for. But then some of them are like, I really like what this person's doing. Hmm. I really enjoy their spin on this. And let's, you know, how many people have you seen in the comments, especially of like Nob's videos that are like, oh, you need to make a record. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and his I, whole Patreon is like him, like messing with sounds, kind of outside of the demo itself. Yeah, you know, I so you know, like I I I get I get I get those comments as well. Like, when's your record coming out? It's like, well, I've put out four. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like a bit, you know, one of the big eye openers for me was I did I did a video where um I grabbed my dad's um early 70s les paul custom and it's been sitting in a case for a long camp forever and it had super distortions in it and yeah it was just it was it needed to be brought back to you know playing uh level and and i you know in my mind it was a really great story and um and and i filmed the whole thing and you know i worked with you know a, a couple yeah i worked with like righteous sound on it to get you know some really accurate t-tops and um i worked with the local luthier on um you know basically getting the guitar kind of back into playing level and stuff like that and i i you go to slap it up on youtube and and i'm like just like i'm just expecting immediate like interest and you know like this is a cool story and um i even brought my dad into the video for part of my dad plays plays this out and um and what i discovered was that people were like oh i can't buy that i don't care right and you know and i was kind of like and so for me that was a big eye-opener where i was kind of like yeah you know what this isn't this isn't totally about me like this is i mean like if i don't have something if i'm not showing you something you could buy and i know this too because uh, when it like when I show people something like the the last Cooper effects pedal that sold out in like a half a second, people were mad at me for having a video up because they couldn't buy it. You know, like <laughs> well, how dare you? How right. dare you? Um, and so you know, like, um, so I get it, but I, and I and I totally understand that frustration. But at the same time, that that has those two those kinds of experiences have kind of led me into this. Um, into this belief system that I am the smallest part of my channel. Like, so hmm. um, I don't know. And, and, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm wrong, um, it's probably not a bad attitude to have. It's probably not. It's so I, I don't, I don't know if you saw this or not. I didn't post it like everywhere, but I put it on Facebook and like my Instagram story. But the other day, uh, our mutual friend, uh, Devon Blue and myself were on the phone for a long time. Uh, mm -hmm. We we, ha we had a five-hour phone call. Holy smokes. <laughs> uh, it was one of those two that, like, I didn't really realize it had been that long. All of a sudden, I just looked down, like, I wonder what time it is. And I looked like, oh, we've been on the phone for five hours. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but he was expressing sort of a similar thing, like how many people like for him the people who listen to his music and the people who watch his demos are like different people yeah and i i definitely see how that is true 
But for me, for, for myself, having just started refocusing specifically on music lately. Yeah, you just put out a record. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't know if I would ever actually do that, especially not solo like that. Yeah. And uh, the feedback and the amount of like messages and stuff I've gotten on that, I don't think, well, I don't think. I know that that would, even if I made the exact same record, I never would have had that many people check it out had I not already had people checking out what I'm doing for the podcast. I That's uh, a fair assumption. So it's kind of like this weird catch-22. It was like, I see what you're saying, that it doesn't necessarily translate on a one-to-one. You know, it's not like everyone yeah. that watched my demos also is going to be interested in my music. That's super not true. Right. Same way with, you know, everyone who listens to this podcast was super not interested in my weird horror movie record (laughs) but uh there was enough crossover that i'm like i'm i'm really glad that i have those people to share things with and now maybe i can start building that up you know sort of simultaneously that's kind of been my viewpoint on it but you're not entirely wrong because you know there are people who listen to this show and i know this for a fact because spotify tells me uh, <laughs> there are a lot of people who listen to this show. Their favorite artists are John Mayer and Jimi Hendrix, and nothing I do is ever going to sound anything like that. So it's not going to be for them. Yeah, you know, it's going to be more for like people who like John Carpenter and <laughs> Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, yeah, you know. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't necessarily put anybody in a in a box on that but um i don't know yeah i it's we're just really complex creatures is is what it all boils down to that's true there's more to us than just what pedals we like right the sum of our pedal boards <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually maybe not yeah, for I me mean, that's yeah, probably yeah, not yeah. i am the sum of my pedals that <laughs> <laughs> is me but speaking of you and being more than just your pedals I, there's so many things I don't know about you. I know about when our friendship started, and I know like what you've done roughly since then, but I don't know much about it before that. Ah. So when did you? You know, you didn't just wake up one day and like how you got sick riffs. Let's be honest. Like we're just we're just gonna get that out there. You've okay. got sick riffs, <laughs> All right. and I'm and I'm gonna assume that you didn't like you weren't born with sick riffs. Yeah. So how did you get there? Um, okay. So, um, well, the, um, I, I was a full-time musician for, for a long time. And, um, what ended up happening, what was the, the business got very hard to be in. Um, and when I started, and this is going to age me quite a bit, I mean, I'm 40 years old. So I, when I started, uh, I was at the tail end and that was still when you could make a healthy sum of money, even being like a local, you know, uh, kind of a local legend type um, or, you know, just gigged out every night of the week. You, you could you could make a, a, a pretty good living doing that. Um, I did more than that. Um, I played in touring bands and did lots of session work, um, lots of lots of ad work actually. And so the ad work is actually how I, how I translate to, um, doing, um, the demo stuff because it's in, in my mind, it's almost 
kind of the same thing. Um, it's it's at least the closest comparison I can make. Um, but uh, so the business got very hard, and I had to. I was finding myself on the road more than I wanted to be, uh, and working harder than I wanted to be. But I just didn't know how to do anything else. And um, about that time, uh, my our friend Sayer had um, just started this idea of this distribution firm, which at the time was called Motherload Audio Supply and is now called Mass Distro. And he called me up and, uh, and it, the, the timing was perfect because my wife and I had just found out that we were pregnant and I was trying to figure out how I was going to provide for my family and be present for my family without being on the road all the time. And I don't know how to do anything else. Um, like I don't have a resume, you know? And so, you know, he was like, I I need some extra help. This could be some, you know, some part-time income for you. Um, and, uh, you know, then that thing just kind of exploded and now it's a full-time career, but we were at a point, um, where it was just the two of us. It was before we got, you know, fully staffed and things like we are now. And, you know, when you're when you're a small company and something has to be done, you know one of the two of you has to do it. <laughs> and um, the 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 demo thing came up where you know like this is something that we should offer to our customers or our clients, and um, and we just kind of drew straws on it, and I picked the shortest straw. Um, and so I started doing <laughs> uh, I started doing demos for. Um, for mass distro and i was i didn't know anything about i was it was a a borrowed camera stair gave me a camera to borrow i didn't know how to work it i was afraid to touch the knobs on it um and the end result of whatever i had that camera set at and being in a very improperly lit room was uh that the demos were super dark and so um i just decided to call it the most obvious thing it, it, to, to a certain extent, it was almost like calling out the trolls before they got to me first. So, um, that was, uh, that, it, and they were terrible. I mean, they were like the first 50 were horrible. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, so yeah, session work, a lot of, se- and I, I really, I feel like session work more than anything else is kind of what prepared me because what you do is when you're not like, when you don't have, um, when you don't have a, a project to work on specifically uh, what uh, most agencies will have you do is they have you kind of fill up a library and um, you know, and you're filling this library of different ideas and different songs and things like that. And then the hope is that, you know, it can be kind of an a la carte thing. If they do have a client and who's not entirely certain what they want, they can go through and listen to these samples and then, you know, hopefully pick one. Um, rather than starting from scratch on a new on a new advertising platform, so um, so I was constantly just having to fill up these you know like these three minute slots of you know songs and ideas and riffs and things like that, and so I'm just doing the same thing now, um, and except having it be you know, like you listen to a piece of gear that you're getting in and you're like, oh, this kind of sounds like it goes in this direction. And so you write around that. Um, The thing that's different 
from that, obviously, is the part where I go in and explain what it does, which I still, at this point, feel like I uh, need way more practice at. Um, but yeah, I mean, explaining stuff is, it can be hard because honestly, and I, even, you know, people like us who obsess about this stuff, neither of us, at least I don't think you have, neither of us really build things. No. And so we're not sitting there like knowing exactly what the knobs do on, you know, the Cooper effects generation loss. Like, I mean, some of some of the things we do, but like some of it, it's like, well, it kind of makes it warble. Yep. But I don't actually physically know exactly what it's doing to the, the sound wave. And, you know, and I, t- I take that I take that position all the way. Um, and, you know, the, the reality is, is I'm not, you know, anyone, who, anyone who wants to know that stuff probably, d- you know, doesn't know what they're even hearing anyways. Um, but I, I come at the whole thing, um, as a perspective, uh, you know, it's coming from a player. And so, um, yeah, I, and, 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 you know, I, you can, and I'm sure you can pick out some very, uh, distinct, uh, illustrations of this, but you know, you you can watch scripted uh, demos where you know someone has written down very te- you know a very technical description that they got from the um, from the manufacturer, and you're like you have no like you're just reading words on the screen. You have like if anybody asks you a question about this, <laughs> you're not going to have an answer. And so you know, like I I want there to be no no mystery in that. You know, I am not. I'm not a person, I'm not an electrical engineer, I'm not a whatever. I just know what the thing sounds like. And if it sounds good, if it doesn't sound good, if it, you know, like it feels good, if it doesn't feel good, if it's weird, if it's not weird, like I know that kind of stuff. But, you know, if you, if you want me to talk about patents and I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to know. Right. It's a, yeah, I mean... It's weird because I know just enough to be dangerous sometimes. Yeah. But then if you push me much further, I'm like, uh, well, it's, it's yellow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and like, and like, do you, do you, like, do you want to be, do you want to be the person who is not an expert in that talking about it and run the risk of being wrong, but also being in a position of authority because you have a, a podcast or you're running a demo channel or something you are an informational you're like you're a place where people go for information and you're giving out wrong information and it's like man i don't know if i want that responsibility because that that quickly like that's tgp in a nutshell like it's a right. bunch of people who don't have <laughs> don't have the right information saying things with great authority and you know like i just don't want to be a part of that that disinformation um thing like i don't want to be like the the q on of um gear demos so um i just you know when it comes to really technical stuff but what i what i do have the ability to do is when there is a very technical question that comes up is i have the ability to go hey tim marcus or hey you know like whoever can you come in here and answer that question um and most of the time they do and that's that's really great but yeah i'm not i'm not the guy to answer him yeah i i will sometimes like get on my soapbox when I am I have to be very confident yeah. and I kind of have to like know I have to know what I'm saying is a fact when I'm when I'm getting into technical stuff I'll express my opinions willy-nilly 
all yep. over the place, whether they're right or not. But if I'm going to state something as an absolute fact, I better have some really, really solid information on it. And I, I probably have failed at that a few times, but I try to be pretty... I try to be objective when it makes sense, and I try to explain that if I'm if I'm being subjective, I hope people understand that I'm being subjective when yeah. I'm making certain statements. It can be a tough line to walk. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, what a I mean, like what a weird world, um, you know, that we live in in this industry um, where, you know, like if you look at, if you look at something like camera reviews or camera lens reviews and stuff like that, you know, like it's a very, um, it is a different, it's a different avenue, you know, a very different technical avenue where like things can be a little bit more um, black or white, but you know, like you, you watch a camera review and they will talk about all of the areas where something else is better, you know, or like something else, um, or this, you know, this lens misses the mark in this particular area or, you know, whatever. And, um, that's the thing that we don't, you know, like, I, I feel like we, we give our opinions on things, but we do it in a very gentle and, um, and nice way where, um, you know, any, any other like world of review stuff, like they're just, they're brutal. And, um, and so that, yeah, giving your opinion becomes even weird too at the same time because there is this, there's this, I don't know, there's almost like this cloud of like niceness that comes around um, our industry, which is strange, but because we're not nice people. No, none of us. No. Especially not either of us. No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, there's, there are degrees of that where it's like, yeah, these are our friends and we don't want to, we don't want to bash anything, but I, I'm sure you operate from the same place that I do. Like if I don't like something, I'm not going to bother bashing it. I'm just not going to talk about it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So that, that's the position I've taken. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Um, and, um, and that's cool. Um, and, that's a good, that's a good way to operate. And that, that is, that seems to be the way, uh, it seems to be the way the industry operates. I don't see, you know, like I, uh, I've kind of watched this whole, um, thing come down on this, um, Shane, um, pay to pay to play business. Um, and I've watched how that has just kind of, um, given, given a lot of people reason to not trust what's, you know, what's going on and what they're hearing and what they're, you know, like it, it, it so that it's been, it's been interesting to see, but it, it, to a certain extent, like you don't, you don't get the full picture with what, you know, like the way they outline that, like you don't get the full picture. Like you don't get, you know, you don't know that for every one demo that I take, I turn down four. You know, like, um, and you don't know that it's, you know, something like, I don't see any, I don't see very many people in the industry who are like, I'm just, I'm just doing this for cash. I will take anything. <laughs> I will take any product in if the dollar amount is right. I don't see anybody doing that. And so I think that I, I would, I would venture to say that anyone who's in this because this is a thankless job. It's not like, you know, it's not like we're out there making tons of cash. 
Um, you know, typically the income that I pull in from from demo stuff is to pay for lights and to pay for cameras and to pay for, you know, better recording equipment and, you know, all kinds of stuff. It all pretty much goes right back into the finished product. And, um, and uh, you know, I so any anybody who does this is passionate about doing it because it's a lot of work and it's not a lot of pay. You know, if if we look at if we look at you know like somebody somebody who charges like two hundred dollars for a demo or something like that, but it takes them twenty hours to do it. That's a ten dollar an hour job, and that's terrible. Like that's terrible pay. And um and you know like I I I just felt like it opened up this really weird can of worms that I am still trying to wrap my head around because um it it I have. Ever since it happened, I've got these questions like, well, did you get paid for this? I'm like, yes, but I still like it. Like, I still like everything I just told you is still true. But, you know, like, would it make a difference if I hadn't? I, you know, I don't know. Um, And it's 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 a weird time to be doing this right now. I also don't really understand, like, this is the thing, like people like I've seen this in different forums from people who are. uneducated let's just say that or misinformed like they they genuinely believe that the it's it's an extremely lucrative opportunity to be a guitar gear demo person um uh i don't know anyone that's doing this that is just screwed scrooge mcducking their way through life and swimming in piles of gold coins like literally nobody right and if they are uh i I don't know anybody like that but i would hazard a guess that that's not where their money comes from exactly and you know there i I know a few people who do this for a living um and they have that that money comes in from all different kinds of places it comes from merch sales and patreon and you know all you know like there is a the demo itself is not the big, you know, the big money maker. Um, because typically whatever is being charged is pretty nominal. And um and yeah, it's you know, yeah, there I think there is some wild misconceptions um about what it is that we're that what we're even doing. Um and you know, I mean to a certain extent, yeah, it's advertising. Of course it is. But you know, like um are we out to like steer you wrong? No. Are we out to like I would not I would not put my neck on the line to steer a bunch of people wrong, you know, for 200 bucks. Like no nobody would do that, I don't think. Um I mean maybe somebody would do that, but I I no one I know would be like $200 is worth me being disingenuous to a lot of people. Um but I that seems to be to to a certain, I mean, there's a certain faction out there that is that is very strong on this, and you you know because you hear from them a lot. Um, and then, but I think for the most part, most people are just kind of like, yeah, that's how this works. You know, I don't know. It's it's hard it's hard to understand. I feel like, and I I don't know. I'm not like this person with massive powers of observation or anything. But I knew that Andy worked for Pro Guitar Shop when I first started watching his demos. Like, right. I I knew that he worked for them. Like, that's his job. And I knew that Pro Guitar Shop wanted to sell me that pedal. Yep. 
and they were going to present it in the best way that they possibly could. And that's the whole point. Yeah. I, I don't know why this is all of a sudden some sort of big aha moment for people. Like, yeah, yeah. People get paid for their services. <laughs> like, yeah. This, if you hired a, uh, somebody to play at your wedding, you know, are you going to be like, well, he just did it for the money. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, this, this person came to entertain you and you paid them a wage to do so. Yeah. With the pedals, it's like somebody is paid to show you what they can do with this particular device. Yep. I don't understand how there's this massive difference between the two. I, you know, um, I don't either. Um, and, you know, what's funny is like, so like the opposite, I think, you know, like, if you do, if you really, if you do a really good job, and your audio sounds pristine, and your um, your video work is is done really well, you know, people will be like, "Oh God, that's overproduced," you know, whatever. And then, um, by the same token, if you do something terrible, you know, that has bad audio and bad video, they're like, "Why'd you figure out how to do this?" You know, like, and you're just like, <laughs> you just, you just. Uh, so what I've wh- what I've literally just des- decided, and and is that there is no way to actually win with certain people, and that's fine. Um, they're just gonna, for whatever reason, continue watching these, hating every second of it. Um, but the thing that I found with, with Shane's deal was that um, it gave them fodder. It gave them, you know, like, I don't think any of these people are particularly, I don't think any of them particularly care. I think they just need something to be mad about. And, um, and, and so they will pick out anything, you know, any little thing that they can. And for a long time, it felt like they were reaching. Um, and, um, and like, I had a lot of people making fun of my hat, you know, like, you know, like, (laughs) and then, and then now, now it seems like it, it almost feels like, uh, like Shane gave them their weapon. And so that's, that's what we hear now. Where's your, where's you know, how much you get paid to do, you know? And it's like, thanks, Shane. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> like, thank you, Shane, for helping out all of your fellow content creators out there. And, and all of the rest of you who are involved, 60 Cycle Home, Henning Polly. Thank you, guys. Thank you for making my life a lot easier. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that was the intent. Um, you know, uh, I, I, my assumption is that it was one of those things where they were like, this is a thing, this is a topic, a topic that I, you know, they thought would be interesting uh, to people. And um, turns out it was. And um, it's just, you know, if if you weren't in that video, um, you got burned as a result. It's kind, of, it's kind of a weird, it's a weird thing. I saw it come out and I was... I didn't watch the whole thing, admittedly, because I was like, yeah, duh, guys. What? Like, what's... Why is this news? Yeah. This is news? Is the sky also blue? Right. Like, do birds fly? Yeah. Like, what? Oh, wait, birds aren't real. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and, and for those of us, those listening that don't know what we're talking about, we... I guess we were kind of being general in our statement before, but there was a video that came out, what was it, six-ish months ago? Nah, nah, it was like three Three, three okay. months ago or so. Which is five years in internet time. Right, but, exactly. Uh, 
<laughs> and it was a bunch of content creators uh, on the In the Blues challenge, uh, channel talking about what we're talking about right now. You know, demo guys being uh, supposedly dishonest. I don't, and maybe this is me being ignorant. I don't know of anybody who I have associated with that wasn't open about how they operated. Do you, do you know of anyone? I'm not asking you to call anybody out, but like in your experience, is there anybody that you can think of that's just like hiding the, that fact? Um, you know, no, not off the. T- I mean, not off the top of my head. I do know. I'm very open about the fact that I work for Mass Dispro, um, mm-hmm. and that that's my day job. Is you know, like, and the reality is, is Mass Distro products are about ten percent of what uh, is on my channel. But I think everybody should know that I do work in the industry. I you know, and that. Um, you know, I, I stand to make money from the industry because that's where, you know, that's how I put food on my table. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other content creators out there who have similar positions who have not disclosed those. Um, I'm not going to go ahead and disclose that for them, but um, the, you know, the, I, that's the only thing that I know they're not as forthcoming about it. Um, that's the that's the only thing that I can that I can come to a real, but everybody else is very forthcoming about what they about what they do, but the the fact of the matter is there's a lot of gray area. I mean there there are people there are people who I work for for free, you know, like because you know I know they're in a situation I know they're in a situation where they don't have the budget to do it, um, you know like the you know I do like to support the smallest of the small and you know or like we're just really good friends. You know, like that's, uh, you know, that's I'm just doing a favor for a friend who will take me out to lunch later or, you know, like or, you know, has done multiple favors for me. And we have this kind of relationship. Like, where does that fit into checking the box, Shane? You know, or like and, you know, it just made a very it made a very black and white thing. And it made a moral and ethical thing out of something that I don't think is a moral or ethical thing exactly and also what it did is it created a problem that they then attempted to solve in the video and it was like man like i it was a mess and it's been a mess and i thought it was going to go away and it hasn't um you know and you stack that on top of like you know somebody like mick doing a video where he's like don't believe your ears you know content creators use all these different tools to you know it's like dude you know, it's like we're trying it as hard as we can here, but what are you guys doing? You know, and it's uh, it's it's been a we- it's been a weird six months, uh, three or four months, uh, doing this, uh, just kind of dealing with the perception of what it is that we do, and it's been tough. I don't think I saw the Mick video. You're talking about uh, that pedal show, yeah? I'm assuming. Yep, yep. He did so a bit. Don't he- believe your ears. What do you What do you mean? Don't like because because the audio's been messed with to such a degree yeah, that you can't trust it basically essentially he took he took some uh he took some yeah, i think he took like a basic pedal uh maybe it was even like a clon or something like that and he ran it through um he ran it through multiple different amps multiple different miking configurations multiple different you know whatever and um and you know he was just kind of like essentially he was like you can't trust anything that you hear and which you know 
kind of like the the you know it coming from him gives the implication that like yeah but you know you can trust good old uncle mick um because he was the one who brought it to everyone's attention but yeah it was like it was like this like you know like you don't know how this can be recorded you know you don't know what's happening to this thing you know anybody can do anything you know to to these audio files um before they reach your ears and you know like you don't know and and i was just like dude why why i i you know i don't i don't i i still don't know um other than you know he you know got a pile of views off of it you know like i don't know i just i it, it was weird it was a weird it was a weird couple of months and it's all still lingering over um it hasn't gone away it's a very weird thing i mean one thing i wanted to touch on earlier when we were talking about you know whether we talk positively about a piece of gear or not you know the other thing like you were comparing it to the camera industry well like okay if you're you know you you take a picture with one lens and you take it off and you take a picture with the other lens and it's like oh yeah you can definitely see this one enhance the sharpness of this particular photo in this particular way and you can kind of see it on the screen in, in a lot of ways mm-hmm. with music it's all subjective I've been spending the last three days trying to figure out why people listen to grindcore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can't still can't quite figure it out, even though I'm a guy that likes really heavy music. Yeah. And I, I like aggressive music. I like listen to pig destroyer who is, you know, supposed to be the top of the heap in that genre in a lot of ways. And I'm like, you know, I can appreciate the musicianship, but mm-hmm. subjectively, this is not for me. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. The same thing happens with gear. Like the same thing happens with the, like, oh, this flanger, I don't know, that doesn't really work that well for me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes without any real explanation for it. Yeah, I think I, I think I do, I do think that and, and and that is really what it boils down to where I gear is a very personal thing because, you know, like not everyone plays their instrument the same. And, you know, what works for one person can, I, a really good example is I, I have, um, a guy who I, um, consider to be, you know, uh, a mentor in, in the guitar world. And he, for years, um, used an OCD pedal. And I, I have, you know, in the course of, you know, a number of years, I bought every single version that I could get my hands on of the OCD pedal trying to reach the kind of sounds that Jeremy was able to get out of it. And what it came down to is like, I don't have his hands, you know, and something else works better for me because I have my hands. Um, So yeah, you know, it is a, it is a far more subjective industry than, than very clear, you know, here's the resolution on this versus the resolution on this here's the bokeh on this versus the bokeh on this and you know like we don't have those very we can give those concrete figures but they don't necessarily tell you anything if that makes sense even sometimes when you yeah no i get it when sometimes even when you do though like (laughs) there's wampler's done a bunch of videos where he's like okay i'm gonna change this this uh op amp now in this circuit let's see if you can hear a difference you know, and some people are like oh, I can tell it's night and day, and you're like, oh, I didn't change it. I'm just kidding. Like you know, like <laughs> oh really? <laughs> or or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, or or he'll make a, some minor adjustment. Like he's done videos where the people have swore up and down that they can hear there's massive differences, and he'll go into like the frequencies, you know, and be like, um, see, it didn't really change that much when yeah. you made this. Particular it's like it's like the old it's like the old sound guy trick where you're like, hey, can I get more of uh myself in the monitor? And they'll be like, how about now? How about now? How about now? And they're not doing anything. They're just saying. How yeah, they're just now? tweaking a knob that's not. Not they're, they're not they're not even you know like they're, they're, their hands are in their pockets and and you know eventually you'll get to a point where you're like yeah that sounds great thanks man <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is, is it is all so subjective and also i've played pedals and different different pieces of gear but i'm like man this is the best this is the best distortion on the planet I can't believe how no one has figured out how this is the finest and greatest distortion pedal ever. Three days later, I'll plug it in and try to use it for something like, man, this thing sounds terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the pedal didn't change. The pedal didn't change anything. The amps is still the same. Everything's the same. It's just like, hey, my mood's different. My ears are more rested or less rested. Something's different, you know, and that that can change with genres of music and it can change I mean, people are a lot more fluid with their musical tastes than uh, I think we want to admit sometimes. And absolutely. that is the big X factor. Yeah. Yeah, no, at, at, absolutely. And, I, you know, I had, a, I had a similar thing to your your grindcore thing where um, in, in college, I really wanted to, um, I had a professor who was really into pipe organ music. And um, I would listen to pipe organ music and I would go, man, it just sounds like they got their feet on the keyboard and you know like just this is awful and i spent a, a really long time trying to understand um pipe organ music and then i actually went to my first recital and it turns out you have to actually like feel those low notes like it's not a it's not a thing that you can experience over a recorded piece of music um so it's a, it was a very different experience still didn't like it but at least at that point i was able to go got it i now understand why people um like this but um mm -hmm. you have to you have to be in a big chapel to to get it but yeah no music is absolutely i mean absolutely and you know um and what what people hear is very different you know you can play the same thing for five different you know, just the same if you were playing one note with one pedal and you played it for five different people you would get five different responses as to how it sounds mm -hmm. and um and yeah, and, and it, you know, kind of to your point, and then if you asked him two days later, would those answers still be the same? I don't know. Yeah, and the other thing, you know, I, I haven't watched this uh, pedal show video yet, but I, I'm going to have to. But for me, and I haven't done nearly as many videos as you have, but when I do a video trying to show off how something sounds, I've, I've told people this many times. When I go in to edit that track my entire goal no matter what i have to do to to achieve the the result my entire goal is to make it sound like it sounds to me in the room in my headphones <clears throat> yeah that, that that's what i'm doing so sometimes i have to i'm like oh man there's a lot of buildup in the low end on the way i had this mic placed for some reason so i have to cut some of that out like mm -hmm. oh you know this sounds different like i gotta have to mess with things my whole goal is to make it sound to my ears on as many different uh you know listening stations i guess if you want to call it like my phone my car my monitors my studio headphones i'm always trying to get it to sound like i'm standing in front of the amp playing it 
And I don't think that that's disingenuous. I don't think that's cheating. No. And that's the thing. That's the thing that you got. I feel like you have to trust um, if you can um, with with content creators is that, you know, I don't think anybody is again. I don't think anybody's out there trying to snow somebody over. I think, you know, like I think at the end of the day, what you hear is what they think that sounds like, hey, I, you know, and I don't I don't do a lot of I. So in the in the track portion of my demos, at that point, I take as much liberties as I want. Like I will compress and, you know, mix out the the low end and, you know, like um, and I'll, I, you know, the, the purpose of that is to, you know, to really give you an illustration of what something is going to how something could be used in an app in a recording application um but then when i go to the back end and do like the actual strumming chords and turn in uh turn in knobs um you know i i don't do any eq um i do some light mastering just to kind of make sure that everything is going to be pleasing to the ear uh but you know uh, y- you want to get really granular with this, like, you know, like what mics I'm using, you know, mics add character to things. If I'm plugged into a preamp, you know, the preamp adds character, you know, like I, you know, I may not be using any plugins, but just the, just the nature of recording a thing, it, you know, is going to give you some character, you know, uh, some character that is going to be different than, than what is in the room. And, you know, like, is there there is no answer for that there's no there's no um because there is there's there is nothing in the world that is going to give you a pristine exact replication of what something sounds like in a room and there is no universal amplifier that is going to encapsulate all of the different amplifiers that people use. There's no universal guitar that is going to encapsulate all the different, like there's just no way to do it. And so it, this kind of goes back to the soda thing where, you know, like you do have to find a content creator who, and, uh, you know, whether you, I, I don't think anyone does this consciously. I think we do it subconsciously where, you know, like you find the content creator who plays like you do probably has a lot of the same records that you do and has gear that sounds like your gear. It may not be the exact gear, but it, you know, like it sounds like the gear that you would purchase um, or would play on. And, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's why there's, you know, 30 of us out there doing it rather than just one. And, um, and that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. Uh, because there's no way there's no way to cover this for everybody. And I think that that is the point, uh, the point that gets not mentioned a lot, like especially when a company will take and shotgun out there a lot of demos. Now, as putting my marketing hat on, I have a, an opinion on that, but it's not the same criticism that everybody else has. We're like, oh, I'm just being marketed to. It's like, hey, if you were thinking about buying a pedal, and you didn't necessarily have the opportunity to play it yourself, wouldn't you want to hear as many different examples in as many different contexts contexts with as many different hands as as physically possible? Wouldn't that be the ultimate situation for making a purchasing decision? Mm-hmm. I I'm like, how is that bad? I don't and if you don't want to hear all those demos, you know what you can do? 
That's you cannot watch them. Yeah, yeah you cannot uh, watch them. It's really easy. Yeah, I, you know, I, for, for most, most of the time, I, I disregard um, any kind of negative comment whatsoever. But there, there was one, there was one guy who just got me the right way a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, you have infinite, you have infinite choices of what you can spend your time on. You know, like you could, you know, like YouTube in and of itself has millions and millions of videos. You could watch any of them. I recommend the guy who clears storm drains because that guy is amazing. Those are the best videos. <laughs> um, as Jesse from 29 Petals, um, he was the one who tipped me off that. He's like, have you ever seen this dude's videos? And then, and then I, I was like, no. And I checked it out. And it was like six hours later, I'm still watching this guy clearing storm drains. It's amazing. Um, but, um, you know, like you have, you know, or read a book, go outside, call your mom, you know, like you can do it. You can do anything with your time. Nobody's forcing you to do any of this stuff. Play your guitar. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I just look at, I look at me personally, I look at where my subscriptions were before my subscriptions have grown a lot now. Um, my own personal, because, you know, I do, I have more connections um, with people on a personal level who are doing content creation. But, um, you know, prior to getting into this, you know, it's like I was subscribed to Andy. Well, Andy was not yet on his own. So I was subscribed to Reverb, but, you know, like, and prior to that, Pro Guitar Shop. And, and RJ, and, you know, like when I, when I think, I'm not saying that I am anywhere near as good of a guitar player as either of those guys, but I, it's stylistically, I think that we all kind of fall in the same area. I was not subscribed to somebody like Knobs because I would watch Knobs videos and I'd go, this doesn't mean anything to me. You know, like, I don't, I don't bleep and bloop and all this other stuff. And I, you know, like, um, and I think that's, that's kind of what it, what it boils down to. I could watch Andy do the same unit that, that knobs did and it makes sense to me when andy does it doesn't make sense to me when knobs does it and that you know and again you know it's like dr pepper or pepsi you know like going with the dr pepper yeah it's and for me personally i do bad versions of both of those things so they're both <laughs> valuable for me. <laughs> so, like I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And I get inspired by one and then I'll watch something else and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. Like, I love that there are so many options. If there's something I'm seriously considering, I want to watch as many things as possible, especially if it's a more expensive unit. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these things are as much or more than, you know, guitars that I own. And so I want to know as much about it as I can before. And this isn't even saying that the unit's good or bad. It's just like maybe... Maybe it's too much for me. Sure. Like maybe maybe it's a, a big sky and it's going to overwhelm me and I don't want to mess with it. You know, I'm just using that as, as an example. But like, yeah, you're like, I don't know. I don't I don't know how to code. <laughs> right. Like, like uh, I don't know, man. Like some of it. Sometimes I like things to be a little more straightforward and sometimes I like to get really weird. Yeah. But I like having the information and I don't see how that can be viewed as anything but a positive. Yeah, that's my opinion. Yeah. And you know what? If somebody gets compensated for the time, that's fine. No. Nope. Everyone's got to do it for free. Yeah. Do it for free or it's not real. But then, you know, I had Andy Ferris on a few weeks ago and he brought up a good point of time. Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That so. was that was uh 
yeah, that was that was great. Um, he's a he's a smart guy for having weird hair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for people who haven't listened to that episode, go back and and check out the whole thing. It's really good. But the nutshell version is he, you know, had a pedal in his particular example. It was a TC electronic pedal, and he did not pay money for the pedal. But he was obligated to make a video for it. And that video was going to take him several hours to potentially all day to make. Was the pedal then free? That's the question. Uh, I would argue that it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I think he would make the same argument. But some people would argue that it is. I disagree with them. I don't see how you can view it that way. But but then everyone's entitled to be wrong. So, yeah. But then at that point, the the other argument is... In with his time, did he effectively, you know, did he with his time he paid for said unit? Now the question is, like, does that warrant a disclosure? And that's um, and and if there is that disclosure, is that disclosure necessarily important? And if if he decides, if Andy decides that he it's a one-to-one thing, his time and that his time paid for that pedal. Therefore everything is canceled out and puts it up without that disclosure. And like, like, is he a trustworthy person? And that, and that's what we keep coming back to. Or let's say, let's say, let's say he decides that it is worth a disclosure and he, he opens up that, you know, opens up that can, can of worms disclose that he was given the product in exchange for a review. Um, you know, does that, uh, does that make him a trustworthy person? You know, and it's just like, man, I just don't, I just don't know. And I feel like, to a certain extent, like I feel like this argument was meant for an industry that isn't ours. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like this was meant for like the makeup YouTubers and the, you know, like the the, you know, like or maybe, uh, maybe in the world where you know people will take, you know, if the if the dollar figure is right, they'll. You, like I feel like Shaq, for instance. Like, what will Shaq not do advertisements for? You know, like <laughs> I was just at Office Depot, and he was the—he's apparently the spokesman for Office right. Depot chairs right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you know, like it, Shaq is a just a a prime example of like if the dollar figure is right, Shaq will do any commercial you ask him to. And um, if I was Shaq, I probably would too. Not yeah, gonna lie. And mm-hmm. you know, like. I don't see anybody like that in our industry. So with Shaq, you can be like, do you do you use the general insurance? No, probably not. You know, like uh you know, like, do you buy your office chairs at Office Max? Probably not. Um, but you know, with us, it's a it's a different thing because I, you know, like again, kind of like the behind the scenes thing, like, you know, do do we spend the time on it? Do we turn down things that we don't care for and favor things that we do? Um, you know, like, and and the, the answer is yes. Everybody has their own their own answers to you know which one of those things applies to them. But they, the answer is there's nobody who's just for hire out here. Um, and um, man, yeah, I didn't intend on going down this topic, but I didn't uh, either. But hey, it's it's worth talking about. Yeah. I think. But, I think it, there's another question using this the Shack example. So, do you then trust Office Depot slash Office Max less or Shack less 
because they did that commercial. <laughs> well, he, no, so, not really. Like, it's yeah. just like, yeah, I'm, if I need something from Office Depot, I'm going to get it. And I'm glad Shaq got paid. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, th- that's that's an interesting question, too. And do you want someone like Shaq? To, like, is Shaq an expert in office chairs and ergonomics and things like that? And, and again, yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I don't trust, um, I see them as doing a thing where they're putting a recognizable face on, on a product. And, um, you know, like, I don't see anything wrong with that. It doesn't make any, there's nothing wrong with the product. There's nothing wrong with Office Depot there, you know, uh, but, you know, is, is Shaq the authoritative voice on, on office chairs? No. I mean, I, I think maybe he, he is. is. Maybe he's he the is. only one I've seen advertising for him. So I'm going with yes. Yeah. Jack must know. Yeah, maybe maybe it was <laughs> one that, maybe maybe he's doing the the general and uh, and Office Max for like free because he's like, man, I'm just so passionate about this insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that gets me fired up. Yeah, like this insurance company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this was a this was an interesting road to walk down. I I know for myself. I I made a video on this, uh, and I think I did it. It might have actually even been a little bit before the In the Blues thing came out. I'm not 100% sure on the timing on that. But I basically came to the conclusion that, hey, if I'm getting dollars, you're going to know in some way. Everyone that sponsors the podcast, everybody that you already listened to at the top of this episode, they provided me with dollars for that privilege. But... If I truly thought that it sucked, you're not going to hear my voice saying it. Now, there are some like YouTube style ads that aren't me talking and that I don't necessarily have a ton of control over. Those are one thing. Um, But if I am sitting there being like, hey, you know what? This thing is cool. Uh, That means I tried it and I am telling you that it's cool. And if I say this podcast is sponsored by so-and-so, that means they were paying me. And, you know... I am sorry if that bothers you, but <laughs> I yeah <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I I put them all at the top and at the very very end so that I can do my best to keep the content as uh, as undiluted as possible. But I also have an electrical bill. Yep. So yep. You know, it um, is what it is. Yeah, and the idea that this doesn't cost money to create this stuff is crazy. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> you know, like. Have you know, like when was the last time you shopped your cameras? Like, <clears throat> there's so you know, like you want to talk about a racket, like cameras wow. and lenses is insane. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm with you on that. And I had another thought, and then I totally lost it. Gosh, oh no, I hate that. it's gonna right. come to me later, but it will just, tonight. I, while you're I, yeah, there. I'm just gonna text you at 3 a.m. Um, and then you're going to be like, man, that would have made the whole show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that really would have done it. Oh, oh, yeah. So here's and here's here's just a little a little fun fact. Um, so I have like I finally, you know, like I I felt that I disclosed that I was being compensated um, in my own way on on uh, videos, and um, but everybody since that that. Uh, that chain video is, is really, really fixated on checking that box and having that, you know, having that uh, disclosure go up. 
So really negative side effect of that that I have discovered is I read through I read through um, Google has a, you know, kind of like a you know, real legalese about what um, what that means, and, you know, in terms of you know, all the implications of checking that box and disclosing that you were paid to do something. And um, one of the weird things is that they will tailor their advertisements on your channel um, to not compete with the thing that you may be um, displaying or demoing. And so what I'm kind of bummed out. So I've I've done two now um, where I have made sure to make sure that disclosure was was checked and um and the the advertisements on my channel which used to be stuff like sweetwater and um you know different guitar related things are now for like makeup stuff like that and you know what like do i feel terrible like you know like that's a bummer to me because the reality is is that you could you as a viewer could have uh, watched one of my videos and then, you know, because that Sweetwater ad, you know, like saw something that you wanted to go get at Sweetwater. Um, and, uh, or, you know, found a new person, you know, joined Fender Play or did, you know, musician or, you know, whatever else. Like everything was music related, but now because of checking that box, now it's, I, I'm going to, you know, YouTube is going to annoy you with ads that have absolutely nothing to do with, uh, what you're watching because they don't want to compete. Liberty, 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 liberty. Right. Liberty. Yeah. If you're if you're not tired of that emu, you know, like <laughs> you will be now. I feel bad even having said that. I just gave them free advertising. Yeah, you did. Oh, gee whiz! I have to cut that out. So, so yeah. I mean, it's it it's not a it's not this whole this whole problem created and supposedly solved in one video. Uh, is not um, is not the solution, I don't think. And um, you know, I'm gonna keep on playing along, but uh, I don't enjoy doing it. Yeah, I I mean, I definitely click the button um, when it's when it's something like that. It doesn't. I don't do those as often, but I definitely have clicked the button. And you know, it's I never really thought about that side of it. I, I did. I didn't think at all that it was going to change the ads that people would see outside of the video itself, but mm-hmm. they, it definitely would have an impact. And I also understand from YouTube's perspective why they would want to do that, right? Like, oh, oh, if you're, you know, we don't want to intrude on your thing. Mm-hmm. But it, like you said, it's not so black and white. There's some, there's some gray area in there. And then, you know, there's... I don't know what to say. We've kind of beat this horse to death. We have. We have. <laughs> it's de- it's 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 just pulverized at this point. There's yeah. So no what do you horse. think about Stratocasters? I think they're great guitars. Uh the, the, I don't know why anyone would play one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we've we have crested the hour mark. Excellent. I haven't even given you like any opportunity to talk about anything. I'm sorry. You you didn't get in, given no opinions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I just listened to you talk the whole time. Um yeah, no, I you know, um yeah, this I, this wasn't like the 
the uh, get to know you that uh, we were we were looking at doing. But I, you know, I it's on my mind and it's on the minds of other content creators because I have um, I have I talked to all of them and mm-hmm. everybody's very confused right now and um, feelings are kind of raw. And so um, so I it's it's on my mind. It's the thing I'm thinking about. Yeah, well, that then it is what it is. Yep. But uh, I've, got, I've got the classic questions to wrap up on, so we can at least get a little bit more into the meat and potatoes of you. But before we do that, is there anything that you want to plug? Is there anybody you want to shout out? Is there a recipe you'd like to share? Would you like to give a message to your great aunt? Uh, what <laughs> What would you like to do? This is this is your time to do it. Um, I would like to. The one thing that I would like to talk about is that we are doing this live show on demos in the dark now, and it's it's um, we got the first four lined up we mentioned earlier that we're you know got the guys from phantom planet we got brian fallon we also got chris benson we got the guys from scythe guitars i got a whole bunch more that are coming down and um it's gonna be unscripted um uh interview between myself and them and i don't know where it's gonna go and if it's but i i think it's gonna be a lot of fun so i would love for people to come watch me either win or lose at this um at least for the first one (laughs) <laughs> nice that should be a lot of fun uh, do you know when the first episode's dropping exactly yes uh hold on it's i think it's uh june 17th june 10th okay june 10th june 10th okay i'm not exactly 100 percent sure when this episode's going to come out but i you know i'll let you know and everybody if this is after june 10th go to his channel and watch him anyway they'll still be there <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when this is coming out. So, yeah. Okay, on to the classic questions, and we'll wrap this up before we do a little Patreon action. First, what is your favorite boss pedal? Um, uh, 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 the CE2. CE2? Okay. That was, a, that was a quick pull. Why do you like the CE2 so much? Um, I, you know, it's just like, it's the classic. It's like it's every record that you heard in the 80s, you know, like it, you know, like if you want to go for that, that chorus sound, like that's it. Like it's it's a one to one. Like that's what that sound is. So I, yeah. I, you know, it's like you hear a tube screaming. It's like, oh, it's a tube screaming. Like that's mm-hmm. the, that's that sound. And um, and it's great. It's a great sound. The Boss CE2. OK. All right. Here we go. This is the big one. This is the one I hope you've been prepping for. What is your favorite kind of pizza? <laughs> My favorite kind of pizza right now is actually a sausage pizza with celery and onions. Celery? Yep. Celery. I didn't celery. see that coming. It's super good. It's uh, this, It doesn't is, taste like anything, but you get that texture. You get that crunchy celery texture, which is nice. We're talking finely diced celery here. No, Do we put this on before it's cooked, after it's cooked. It is. How's this work? No, it's just it's it's cut up like you would cut, you know, like in the little half moons, like you would cut up any other celery, um, and uh, you put it on before you cook, under the cheese, under the cheese. Yep. Now, wow, now yep. I've heard everything. Yep. Um, yeah, and what, what I haven't been able to have it in a long time because my son is four. And he loves pizza, but, you know, he's a four-year-old, so he only wants cheese pizza. And um, and so whenever we order 
pizza now. Like my wife will usually get the, you know, like a small something that is interesting and has flavor. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will uh, do the cheese. I will split a cheese pizza with, uh, with Harrison. And he has begun calling it like cheese pizza is now dad's pizza. Like I want dad's pizza. And so I was thinking at some point I was going to, you know, like if this, if what this path I'm on in my life does not work out, I will uh, someday open up a pizza place called dad's pizza and it'll just be cheese. Just cheese. Just cheese. I like it. I mean, a good cheese slice when done properly is pizza in its purest form. So there you go. You know, it it, it is. It's like going straight into the amp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You put celery on to add a tube screamer? Is that how that works? <laughs> yeah, the celery is the CE2. Okay, there we go. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a blast. All right, everybody. For Ryan, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode, everybody. I know I enjoyed the chat. I know we got a little bit spicier than we normally do. But hey, that is where the conversation led and if you would like more of it, there's more on Patreon. So if you have the ability, if you could help support this show and get extra content, just five bucks a month will get you extra episodes beamed directly to your ears in whatever podcast player you are using to listen to this over on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash tone mob and for $5 a month, you too can get access to what I like to call the cool kid area. So if you're a cool kid, and let's be honest, you're a cool kid, please slide over there and support. But don't do it. I just want to put this out there. Don't do it if it's a stretch. Only do it if it's real comfortable for you. Take care of yourself first. I really appreciate all the support everyone has given me over all these years, but you have to take care of number one, and I will keep bringing this content to you for free every week. So if that's you, please share it with a friend. Tell somebody about it. Get it out there because the more people that listen, the more chances I have to get really rad guests and just keep this whole thing chugging along. So please share with your friends if at all possible. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company. And I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things. And by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style. Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. 
He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunStreetWiringShop.com and check them out.